You're listening to Code Red with Secure America Now, the largest national security grassroots army. When President Trump went to Saudi Arabia, he made a speech. Um, he was introduced by the king of Saudi Arabia, and he made a speech to 70 religious leaders. And his basic message was, you have to clean up your own house, meaning you have to stop preaching extremism towards the West. And there appear to be various things that are happening within Saudi where there's at least some effort to reform uh, the kingdom. Do you have any insights into what's going on in Saudi Arabia internally that impacts relations externally? When I wrote this uh, book, which was very critical of Saudi Arabia in 2003, we were just after 9-11. And I wanted to understand what caused the motivation of Osama bin Laden and of those Saudis that participated in the attack against the United States. And what I discovered was a radical ideology called Wahhabism. It's a religious ideology. By itself, it doesn't necessarily have to lead to militant attacks. But the Wahhabi ideology embraced the Muslim Brotherhood from Egypt. And that helped train young Saudis, that combination, to take a very militant position. As a result, Saudi Arabia was funding the most radical, militant, jihadi organizations in the world. One of them was Hamas. Hamas was attacking Israel with suicide bombing attacks in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Haifa. And from my work and from the documents I examined, it looked like Saudi Arabia was responsible then for something like 50-70% of the Hamas budget. Today, Saudi Arabia has turned against the Muslim Brotherhood because they recognize that the, Saudi Ara- that the Muslim Brotherhood is the fountainhead of much of the radical Islamic terrorism that's inflicting the West. Saudi Arabia no longer gives Hamas even a nickel, let alone those high sums when I wrote my book. So I think Saudi Arabia is making an effort have they come around third base and are they about to reach home plate? They got a ways to go. But it is worth recognizing their changed role and their potential contribution as the to stabilization in the Muslim world as the country which uh, has inside of it the Muslim holy cities of Mecca and Medina and therefore has the authority to bring about a reformation of the Muslim world. So stay tuned, but we should try and build on the changes that Saudi Arabia has begun to incorporate. Can you uh, elucidate a bit more on why the Muslim Brotherhood is a threat in the Middle East and beyond? The Muslim Brotherhood was founded back in 1928 uh, by an individual from Egypt who 
definitely had a, a kind of imperial ideology. I've read his writings. I've read early Muslim Brotherhood writings. And they speak about uh, Islam recovering lost territories. They call Spain Andalus. Not Andalusia, Andalus. They, want to, they have written, they want to recover the islands in the Mediterranean that were under Islamic rule, southern Italy, up to Rome, Greece. And so with that kind of imperial ambition, uh, they are not a stabilizing force that accept the rules of international behavior. They want to undermine the international order. That's what makes them so dangerous. Later, in the 1960s, they had a leader named Syed Qutub, who um, preached against fellow Muslims, calling them uh, every name in the book if they didn't adhere to the Muslim Brotherhood ideology. And then, as a result of the Muslim Brotherhood, this kind of radical militancy spread around the world. For example, just one example, there were two uh, Muslim Brotherhood leaders who ran away from their host countries. One was Muhammad Qutub, the brother of Syed Qutub. He got a job at King Abdulaziz University in Jeddah. And the same was true for another one uh, who was in the Jordanian Muslim Brotherhood. And the two of them, when they taught at King Abdulaziz University, had a student. His name was Osama bin Laden. One of them actually went with bin Laden to Pakistan, to Peshawar, where they prepared the groundwork for the establishment of al-Qaeda. That's what the Muslim Brotherhood is about. And, you know, I guess you have that expression in American English, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Well, you've got to be very careful because a lot of people have the lipstick ready and they're putting it on the Muslim Brotherhood to make it look more acceptable. Don't fall into that trap. Recognize the danger. Follow the lead of countries like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates that have made the Muslim Brotherhood illegal. And then you'll begin to ha be able to handle the problem of radical Islamic terror. You know, uh, there was a book written about the Muslim Brotherhood in power when they uh, were, quote, elected in Egypt and after Mubarak fell. And it, that book um, by Traeger really uh, shows that when they came into power, all the freedoms, like freedom of expression that they were advocating for when they were out of power, once they were in power, they were denying the rule of law, the right to speak. They were, uh, there, were, there were evidence of torture of their opponents. And uh, the Muslim Brotherhood in power really was not a very pretty sight. And um, now, one of the... Uh, tools that the Brotherhood has used or appears to have used is Al Jazeera. Do you have any right. comments or insights into the role of Al Jazeera uh, in terms of the Muslim Brotherhood or any other uh, impact that it has around the Middle East and the world? Sure. 
Al Jazeera has been very supportive of the Muslim Brotherhood. To give you an example, there is a Muslim Brotherhood preacher, leader. His name is Sheikh Yusuf Kardawi. He's Egyptian by nationality, but he has, he has sought refuge in Qatar, and Qatar has given him refuge. He could have been the actual uh, head of the Brotherhood, but they call him spiritual leader. Now, he had a regular television show on Al Jazeera where he would put forth the most you know, hate-filled speeches and controversial uh, statements that would support a very radical Islamic position. Why would Al Jazeera give this guy that kind of platform? Because Al Jazeera supports that ideology. I have somebody who works in my center who's been following who are the um, what's called it, leaders from Al Jazeera in programming in various positions, and they come from Muslim Brotherhood backgrounds. So Al Jazeera might have an English network that looks tame, that might even look sophisticated, but understand that in Arabic they have been spreading venom all across the Middle East. You know, Secure America now has uh, is in the midst of an education campaign here in the United States about the Muslim Brotherhood um, and the dangers that the Muslim Brotherhood poses to the U.S. and to the Western world. And uh, and uh, your brief uh, analysis. Um, is uh, is very helpful, and we will use that as part of our education process here. Um, Excuse me, back... uh, Alan, I have just two comments to add, if I may, very briefly about the Brotherhood. Please. You know, when the Brotherhood journal, um, regular journal, was um, illegal to produce in Egypt, they started publishing it in London. And it was called Risalat al-Ikhwan, the message of the brotherhood. And until 2001, when you had 9-11, they had a stamp at the top. And in Arabic, they had the following uh, statement. Our mission, world domination. Now, you might be aware that in, there was a 1991 document that came out in U.S. courts that spoke about the Brotherhood's goal. And I will give you one sentence from that document. The Brotherhood are called in Arabic the Ikhwan. And this document says, the Ikhwan must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the hands of the believers, so that it is eliminated and God's religion is made victorious over all other religions. So if anybody supports the Muslim Brotherhood, they're supporting that ideology. You should be aware of that and be very careful about what you allow the Muslim Brotherhood to do anywhere. Uh, thank you. That's a, um, that is a important warning and we will spread that warning far warning far and wide thank you for listening to code red with secure america now 
We are the largest national security digital platform in the nation, dedicated to bringing critical security issues to the forefront of the American debate. For more information, visit our website at www.secureamericanow.org.